Welcome back to Power Ups Ask a Health or Fitness Expert podcast, where we have a variety of guests that volunteer to share their love of health and fitness, possibly products or services that are all things good for us. A quick disclosure, this podcast contains our personal tips, advice, suggestions, and opinions. My honorary guest today, Jake Weeks, is here to talk about New Year's resolutions. How are you, Jake? Doing good. Thanks. How are you? Very good. Very good. Here we are in the new year. Most of us are kind of thinking about New Year's goals, New Year's resolutions. What are we going to do in this new year that's you know, going to better our health, our fitness, our mental clarity, whatever. Um, myself personally, I have just two um, that I'm working on, keeping it small and simple. Um, one of them is to plank every single day. I love uh, strengthening my core, keeping it uh, nice and strong, protecting my back. Um, I know that over the last couple of years, I kind of got away from planking every day. So 2020 is the year of planks for me. I don't have a, an amount of time set, but just to do it every single day. And, and in my mind is a minimum of two minutes, but, um, you know, two minutes is, we can all do something for two minutes a day, right? So keep it small. Um, and then the other one is journaling five minutes every single night um, of my words of 2020, which are laugh, listen, and inspire. So those are my two small New Year's resolution goals. And I know that we've talked in the past, Jake, about yours. Um, yours is a little more uh, complex, would you say? Yes. Mine's almost the opposite end of the spectrum because mine is to get in the best shape of my life. And I know that's kind of a nebulous general topic. Um, and, and to be clear, like I haven't really set a bunch of New Year's resolutions for myself in the past. I almost think it's like stupid to have like one arbitrary date while all of a sudden you decide to be, you know, self-disciplined and motivated. But if it can help to have an arbitrary date, then let's use it. And last year I actually used 2019 to stop drinking. So because I was so successful with that New Year's resolution, I said, I'm going to set another one this year. Why not? Let's see how it goes. One out of 38 ain't bad. <laughs> I'm going to go for two out of 39. <laughs> so you're going to get in the best shape of your life. Yes. And I was thinking about, we talked last week about like setting external goals where I knew if I could run like a 400 or an 800, because I'm comparing myself to my high school track career fitness level. Um, we said, if I could, you know, have a certain amount that I beat on that, that I would know I was in the best shape of my life. And that's true. I probably would, but I wanted to like take a more incremental approach where I, if I could institute certain habits and my goal is to institute one each week. So I'll have at least 50 new habits by the end of this year. Uh, if I know that I can institute those, then I know I'll be in great shape. And one example is to like eat clean, not to buy candy from the store like I've been doing. To, um, and another one, like for my first two weeks is just to go to the gym again and lift weights at least four times a week, diligently. Um, so those are gonna be my first two for these first two weeks. And then I'm gonna try and add one It's not, too intense to me each week for the next 50 weeks. And I know that if I'm able to do that, then I'll have to be in the best shape of my life because that's 50 new healthy habits. So I will keep you posted on how those goal go. I do feel like it's important to break down goals into like steps and to really sort of incrementally work towards your goal. You know, there's cliches that like a goal without a plan is just a dream. 
So I'm trying to be practical about it. Um, tell me about yours. Yours don't need too much incremental. Are you just, you're already up to two minute planks, I presume that wasn't too hard for you. And yours right. is just to be consistent about these habits. Right, so consistency is the key for me. Um, so I have a wall calendar that I bought on Amazon. It's in my Amazon link if you're interested, but I'm probably a little late now, but um, I have a wall calendar. And so what my theory is, is I put um, a letter P with a circle around it every day that I do a plank. Not designating an amount of time, just about showing up for myself, being present and completing that. So what I'm gonna do is create a pattern having a letter P with a circle on it every single day this year. Um, I can do it even if I have the flu, right? I can do it if I'm traveling. I can do it, no excuses, just do a plank. Um, and then the journaling, I have in the past been very, very successful at doing 10 minutes a day. And um, when I did it in the past successfully for several months, I did it in the morning. Oh. Since then, since I like I created a new habit and I stopped doing it and haven't done it now for at least a month, probably a month and a half. So I created a new habit, right? Not journaling and, and the fear of starting and oh, uh, you know. So January one, new new year, new month, new day, new goals. Uh, I started journaling again, but I shifted it to the evening, and because I do have so many things that I do, they're basically micro habits that I do every single morning. To fit that in and have it be 10 minutes seemed overwhelming to me. I felt some resistance. I felt some pushing back on it. So what I did is I said, you know what, let's give this a try. Let's toggle it down to five minutes, make it a smaller chunk and move it to the evening. And something that I really am embracing is having um, three words to live by every day. And so those three words for 2020 are laugh, listen, and inspire. So I thought with this journaling, I'll toggle it down to five minutes put it in the evening and reflect on those three words, asking myself, did I laugh today? Did I listen today to a client, a loved one, whatever, a friend? Um, I feel like listening is really important. Um, and then inspiring. Who did I inspire today? Um, I quite often get messages from people telling me that I inspire them, but what am I doing to continue that? What am I doing to continue reaching more people and connecting with more people to inspire, to get healthy, right? So I felt like that five minutes is great. And so, so far, as we're recording this, it's January 3rd, um, what's been great about it is I set my uh, uh, stopwatch when I start journaling and I don't really pay much attention to it. I just go to my book and I start journaling and I look up and I realize that five minutes just blew by and I'm already at eight minutes. So, but I'm still just keeping it at the five minutes and you know, when I get in, into it, I can go longer or not, but just really keeping it a small, tiny little doable action. So quite literally I could do both of mine in less than 10 minutes every single day and I'll feel good about it. So, and I do think that that's important with any kind of goal that you start is start really small and once you master that small chunk move to the next one which is pretty much kind of what you're you're telling me that you're going to do is start with one tiny habit the first week maybe expand on that habit or create a new habit for the next week but just a bunch of small little habits 
Um, and you know, your math of 50 seems a little off. I think there's 52 weeks in the year. I was giving myself a little leeway figuring there might be two. (laughs) Two that you're what? I don't know. I figured like this half week, I, I do feel like I'll be able to institute these habits this week, but I just thought, you know, maybe I'll take a vacation in the summer, maybe next like holiday time. I'll just decide I'm going to gorge, you know, just take, take a week off. So I wanted to be like a little lenient of any kind of extra when I was trying to come up with 50 things. Yeah, go ahead. Can I say one thing? Yeah. So what I find is, and this is what I, my concept and and what it's an experiment, right? I I do work with a lot of clients. and, And one thing I do realize and see in my clients is when they, uh, miss two days in a row, you've created a new habit. So I feel like giving yourself that two weeks might be creating a thunderstorm of bad habits. <laughs> <You know>? so <laughs> it might. I might push you to do 52 weeks and not miss two days in a row. That would give you leeway for the flu um, or traveling or something, you know, something of that nature that, you know, you cannot show up for yourself. But Having it be two weeks, especially if it's consecutive, guaranteed it will be very difficult to get back in the rhythm. Yeah, you know, I think you're, you're right. I don't want to like take time off from doing things. I guess I was thinking more like I wouldn't institute a new habit for that week mm. more, than, more than I'll let myself just like do whatever I want for that week. Um, so I'm recording this, like, so I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah, I mean, I hope, I hope so. You know, when I was trying to come up with like 50 new habits, I came up with like the first 10 or 15 pretty easily. And then I was like, whoa, that's already a lot. Like these next 30 or 35 are going to be tough, but that'll just go to show like how far I've come, you know, and I'm excited to tell you about them. So, and that's why I had to break them down because I was telling myself for a while, this was going to be my big year of discipline because I was so proud of myself for not drinking last year. I figured if I could do that, I could do almost anything. And then I got around to this, this week <laughs> and I was already like, wait, I don't want to go to the gym this many times. I don't want to swim, do that, not eat. You know, I was like, okay, I got to break this down. I got to spread it out to be more sustainable because we talk about that all the time. And I know it's true. There's been 20 times in my life where I had like a moment where I was gonna be like, this is my big turnaround moment, whether it was a new year's resolution or just, you know, starting a new school year or whatever, just a new impetus. And never once did those big like moments take hold. <laughs> it always, my habits took hold when I just focused on one little one and got that one in place and went on to the next one. There was a time in my life where I thought about having a calendar and marking down all the things I did that day. And I would never sustain it. You know, I think it's a great idea and it's something I would like. I would like to have my calendar at the end of the year, have a bunch of letters for all the 50 habits that I was able to do. Um, and, I, and I think it's a great idea. But whenever I've done that in the past, because I put too much on myself, the minute I didn't meet expectations, I was like, I shouldn't yeah. have even tried this whole thing. And I threw the baby out with the bathwater, basically. So this time I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to take a sustained approach. So I'm not even tempted to throw out the baby with the bathwater, I hope. but yeah so every day i'm writing a p circling it and then a j circling it and then um so keeping it really 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 simple um i do think that it's nice to have that visual something easy something you know that i can look at every day and go oh did i you know do this if not i can knock it out really quick in the evening but yeah so this would be good um i do recommend getting your list of 50 um done right away Um, And like you said, you know, you might find that it's hard to come up with 50. And if it does, it could be just 
adding to, you know, the previous week's time or, you know, whatever, but I would definitely keep them small because at the end of the year, it's going to become quite the snowball. I know. And there's some things that are on like different scales. Like some is everyday habits and some I'm trying to do like more weekly, which is a little tougher to kind of like, you know, things like swimming once a week and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a fantastic one. I like that. And I like to get in the, the sauna and stuff too. You know, I've been reading some interesting science about that. Mm. Yes, sauna and cold showers. That's another one that I, you know, you mentioned that guy on YouTube had tried that. And I've heard other people, you know, mention that that can be invigorating. Wim Hof, the Iceman, of course, recommends that. So that's something, that's not one that I like lay in bed at night, take telling myself my life would be better if I have cold showers, but <laughs> <laughs> it might be worth a try. <laughs> yeah, that would be, um, so another thing that I would like to explore with you is, you know, you're saying I want to get in the best shape of my life, but I feel like identity is a really big key to success. So, you know, embracing an identity that you want to have this year, I like this thing, but if we could frame it just slightly different that says that you already are healthy. You already are the healthiest version of yourself. What would that statement be? And this is like a paradigm. It's like a a belief that you have. So what you believe, what you put out in the universe will come back. So how can we make a statement or a phrase that says you already are the healthiest you, you have been in your entire life? So what, how would we change that? I want to get an even better shape this year. You know, in all reality, I might be in close to the best shape of my life. It's always tough to know, you know, because there's so many aspects to athleticism. I don't think my lungs are as good as they were when I was in high school track, but, you know, I've developed a lot of athletic skills since then that I didn't have in high school. So it's always tough to say, but yeah, I mean, that's important to have that. Go ahead. So here's the, okay, let me give you a scenario. Tell me what sounds better. I want to be a runner or I am a runner. What I sounds am, better? I am I, a runner. Okay. So same concept. Cause what you just said was, is I'm going to get to my best health. I'm going to my best health. We don't, you already got it. Let's just say you already have your best health. How would you, how would you word that? I'd say I get in even better shape. Become so you even already have more it. Healthy. You already have it. Well, then what's better though? How do you how do you create? If you already have it, then what's the point of setting a goal? Like why? It's an why identity. Am I... It's an identity that you would hold this identity that I am the healthiest version of myself. Having that, you will. You already have it. So you're going to make choices every day, and you're going to fulfill these small, tiny habits every single day. So it's not about getting there. We already know that you're, that's what you're working on this year, but let's just create this paradigm or this belief that you already are the healthiest version of yourself. And because of that, you're going to maintain these weekly goals. I like the way you're thinking. I like being positive about these things and, and trying to frame it you know, the right way there, it is important how you self-talk and, and how you talk to people. And I do want to be the best athlete I can be. And I, you know, I do feel like I'm good, but I could be better. I don't know. 
if I'm making the distinction that you're looking for. <laughs> I feel like we're in a semantic argument now and I don't know. <laughs> I love it though. I love this. I love this. How about I want to read a book every single week versus I am an avid reader. So you're just saying break it down in the processes. Like again, just breaking it down into little goals. So I want to go to the gym four times a week. No. Um, and I can't give you the answer because it's got to come from you. It's got to be in your own words. It's got to be, you've got to feel it deep, deep inside. So uh, one part of it is, is that you already have it. You're already there. That's your mindset. That's the shift that I'm getting you to. Because what you're telling me is you're going to get to the best shape in your life. But that's also throwing out a possibility that you might not get there. So I want to shift your mindset. I want to shift it to a positive that you already are healthy. You already have it. Not a process. Um, because, okay, here's another one. Um, I want to run a marathon versus I am a runner. So the two different variations between those two is I'm going to run a marathon means that you're going to go run that marathon, maybe half ass. You might walk it, who knows? And then you're done. You're not going to run ever again. That's the perception, right? That's how I would view that. Now, if you tell me you're a runner, you're going to go do a half marathon. You're going to go do a full marathon. You're going to run all over the world. You're going to accomplish so much more than just running a marathon. I'm just going to run a marathon or saying, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. Well, when, like, I get that you have this weekly goal, but let's, let's shift it to like, you already have it and embrace it and really embody it and say, I am healthy now. And by doing that and having it thrown up there and, and really thinking about it every day, you're going to make better choices. You're going to make better decisions. You're going to follow through. I see what you're saying. That makes sense. I think self-talk's very important. I guess for me, you know, coming from like just an athletic competitive background, you just don't talk to yourself in that way. You know, it's, it's, you gotta be better. You know, you never satisfied with where you are. So I understand we're kind of making as, as Pete Buttigieg likes to say a distinction without a difference. So I understand. And I do, it's weird because I think about myself as an athlete, but I also, you know, I try to stay humble and I try to like keep a view of how I could be better. So I understand what you're saying. It's important to be kind to yourself and to come from a place where you, no matter what level you're at, you do believe you're an athlete because we are humans. We are athletes. We have athletic genes. Every one of us can be an athlete and has an athlete inside of us waiting to burst out. Mm. Um, and every one of us has the potential to get in the best shape of our lives, whether we're 38 like me or 70, you know, honestly. So for me, I'm on my, started my prep for bodybuilding for 2020. And part of, it's so interesting how the mind works. It has, I always think of it as the devil and the angel. So the devil is sitting there going, oh, you gained, you know, a pound and a half um, since Halloween, you know, um, where most people are sitting at 10. <laughs> so I feel like that's not bad, right? I'm like, okay. And that was expected. I, fully expected that. I wanted it to be a small amount, but um, I needed just a little bit of, of relief for a couple of months. And that's, that's what I do every, every winter. But um, 
so I have that, you know, oh my gosh, you gained a pound and a half. Oh my gosh, you got so much, you know, to, to lose. And you, know, you just have this devil that's constantly like, oh, how, you know, you could have not gained that and you could be so much better now and you wouldn't be, you know, having to do whatever to get that off. Uh, but then I have the angel on the other side that says, you know, you are in the best shape of your life. Because I truly am. Every year I'm improving my body. Every single year. Like I have things, one of my paradigms in power up is what you focus on improves. And I believe that in my heart of hearts. Like there's been years that I've really focused in on my hamstrings or years that I've really focused in on my glutes or my core or, you know, whatever you focus on daily, daily is what will improve. Right. So I know that I am in the best shape of my life. Now, do I want to improve? Hell yeah, there's things that I want to improve on. But I still, the angel, again, keeping a positive identity, how I view myself, I am in the best shape of my life. And that helps me every single day keep pushing forward because yeah, it just, it can, it, otherwise it sweeps you off to the side and, you know, you have good and bad days. And I understand what you mean. That's a good way to put it <laughs> to me. Like, I think sometimes, I wish I talked to myself and I encourage my clients to talk to themselves the way they would talk to like a kid that they really care about who they know they just have to like build their confidence. And you would always be telling the kid, you know, just like you told me, like you might not think you're in as good a shape as you could be, but you are in great shape now and you, you are in the best shape of your life and it's only getting better. Whereas, you know, instead of telling myself that, Oh, I've been down, I've been below where I could be for 20 years. <laughs> Thanks. But think about Catherine. it though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just slapped you on the face. But no. <laughs> but you know what? I, when I started my journey 10 years ago, I wanted to be, and you actually said this, similar, but my goal when I first started my journey was to be at the high school weight, right? I had a cute body. I was athletic at the time too. And um, I wanted to be that weight, that number on the scale. And to me, the number on the scale really means nothing now but i didn't know that at the time um but it is it is interesting you know i i think i i still i still feel deep deep inside that i am in the best shape of my life even better than what i was in high school hmm. good and i you know i might very well be interesting at the end of this year though i'm not going to have any doubts that's my goal i don't even want to have any questions <laughs> in my mind <laughs> hands down the best yeah. shape of my life <laughs> well good so this week you're working on eating the incremental the incremental habits i have this week and next because i have two but i wanted to start them right at the beginning of the year is eating clean like no more late night binges at the grocery store candy section <laughs> i know once i stopped drinking i was like i had to allow myself something to like you know oh, yeah, impulsive momentary just feeding you know feeding my need to you know have something going into my mouth it's same with smokers they recommend that like either you suck on a lollipop or something you know and then to just go to the gym and start lifting when i go it's consistently at least four times so two upper body two lower body workouts a week is going to be my my goal and that and that's gonna be true from here on out for the rest of my life like even in the summertime if i don't go to the gym i'm at least doing some one-legged squats or doing some plyometrics but four times a week for the rest of my life i need strength training so, so, and I love, love this and I'm going to support you every week in this. And I'm going to challenge you every single week, which I already kind of have started. That was good. I need it. 
Thanks. Um, I am going to state something that um, I believe is really important when incorporating new habits. And it kind of alluded to it with my own, but in order to add more to your day, right? We only have 100% to give. If you're going to add more things to your plate to accomplish every single day, you have to get rid of something. So these two that you started with are great. They're fantastic. But when you get three, four, five, you're going to have to make more space and room in your world. And it could be really, really simple. Um, what I call it is clearing out the clutter. And sometimes clearing out the clutter is simply just deleting a bunch of email out of your inbox that is just overflowing or you know, clouding your me. brain. It could be going through your clothes and donating a whole bunch of clothes. Because guess what? When you donate and minimize your clothing, you have less clothes to wash, less clothes to fold, less clothes to move around and deal with, right? Um, but you need to remove some clutter out of your life. It could be cleaning out your car. It could be um, unsubscribing from things. I don't know. It could be a lot of different things, but um, removing some stuff out of your life, your day, or, or creating that space to be able to be effective and follow through with this. Yeah, lucky for me, these ones, like one was a negative and one was a positive, basically. I stopped spending as much time eating yeah, candy. That true. just saved me <laughs> minutes Money. a day on average, yeah. Money, money for sure yeah you know what was so frustrating is i'd buy like spend 10 bucks 12 bucks here and there on candy binges multiple times a week and i'd get home and be like i could have had like a nice healthy sandwich or burrito or something i deprive myself of far too often for candy yeah shame on me with no macro or micronutrients whatsoever <laughs> bad just for your the, teeth it's bad just for the your instant skin. gratification that's it just instant gratification so, back to that um, what are you going to fill when you, you need that comfort? You need to have something to fill that comfort. And usually what is, works really well is like something in the, in the realm of creativity, you know? So, you know, if you're musically inclined, fill that, you know, need like you in the evening, if that's when it's happening, you're feeling like I need some comfort candy. Uh, then you might want to go to the drum set or, um, maybe it's going for a walk or maybe it's I think that's it for me mostly is exercise. But one nice thing for candy specifically is dried fruit. I think is like an easy way to get sweet too. Don't give me that look. What's wrong with dried fruit? Fructose, number one. Fructose number is different when it's administered via fruit versus juice. So fructose administered via fruit is not nearly the effect on the liver that they have attached to juice in fact the oh yeah we're, we're, that's what we're talking about next week in fact because if we're gonna have a debate about this it's gonna be a good <laughs> one fructose fruit and fruit juice what's on all right but this is something i researched pretty thoroughly but compared to candy you know there's no there's no argument Oh my goodness yeah so next week we know what our topic is that's a myth that's a myth fruit fruit isn't as healthy as like vegetables, but that whole thing about fructose, fruit juice is terrible. And that's what took me down this fructose research road is I was drinking a lot of fruit juice at, at a time when I wouldn't want to drink as much alcohol. Cause I was like, cool, I'll have apple juice instead or something. And then I did some research and was like, no. And you know, I wouldn't recommend to someone that they eat like fruit in lieu of vegetables and other things, but fruit I think are, are really healthy for you. And we're gonna have a great debate next week about fruit. <laughs> 
Get your boxing gloves. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, next week we'll definitely uh, talk about your how your goals are doing, how you're doing it, eating good. clean and going to the gym, and then what your your next week project three goal is. will be. I will. Thank you for being uh, so so caring. Folks who are watching, this is what Catherine Hood will do for you. Healthy lifestyle coach. She will hold you accountable and she will help you achieve your goals. Right on. And how do we get a hold of you? Fitandhappyclub.com. I will help you achieve goals too. Yeah. You can call me, get my phone number there, call me, two free sessions, free uh, assessment of your gait and your posture and just your lifestyle and the way you eat, all, all that for free. So give me a call and let's get started. Absolutely. Great. Thank you, Jake. Thank you as Thanks, always. Catherine. Great job. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye.